Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have union and agency represented makeup artist and hairstylist Abigail de Casanova. Thank you so much, Abigail, for joining me on The Collective today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Should have done it sooner, but <laughs> so much fun. So who is Abigail? Um, who is Abigail? Well, I don't think anybody has ever asked me that question like that directly before, but um, I guess I would say now it's like I'm, I'm a hair um, stylist and a makeup artist. Um, um, I would love to think that I have a full life. So I'm a sister, a daughter, a friend. Um, I love to travel, um, and I love the the idea of trying to just find balance. So I think that's what you know. That's who Abigail is. I love to do social work, um, and in a nutshell, I think that's what I've surrounded myself with. You know, just um, just Abigail is that person that is always looking for meaningful relationships. Um, you know, everywhere she goes, just because. They, you know, she thinks it's important. I think that's who Abigail is. No, I love it. And I agree 100% because I know you and I know that everything <laughs> that you just said is you. So um, as far as being a hairstylist and a makeup artist, you do all kinds of things. So bridal, agency work, you're new to the union. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. TV, studio work. I mean, pretty much everything within <laughs> the hair and makeup industry. So how did you get to this point in your career? Actually, it all um, started when I was like 13 because I was very interested in getting into fashion design. Um, so I started making clothes well when I was very young. But then at 13, I started um, taking it a little bit more seriously. And when I was 15, my grandmother um, gave me a sewing machine because, as you know, it's like in the Latin culture, we have a quinceañero and I, I didn't have one. So my grandmother um, gave me a sewing machine as my gift. And I would just pretty much go all night just making clothes and creating handbags and embellishing shoes and doing all of that. Like, and I would just kind of spend all night doing it for years until um, I graduated and I decided that I want, what I wanted to do is do hair, makeup and make clothes. And that was my thing. And I, um, at 18, I decided to um, attend a hair school and there were no makeup artists. So they started doing um, hair shows, but again, nobody really was interested in doing makeup during that time um, in my circle. So I started and I went to makeup school. And once I finished hair makeup school, that was, well, I mean, hair school was for about two years. And um, I decided that I wanted to try to get into a fashion design program. And um, I got rejected from um, uh, uh, FIT, <laughs> I got rejected from the London of uh, College of Fashion. And I remember every time I would get rejected, I would just put, uh, I would just frame my rejection letter, Brooke. It was just like <laughs> a thing for me. I, 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 <laughs> my mom was like, why are you putting yourself through this? Which was so funny. I would just frame it and I would put it on top of my bed. 
So I could look at it every day and just realize that I just needed to do it somehow. Like I just needed to make it happen. And if these two weren't it, something else was coming up. But it was just like a very, very um, real reminder that not that they have rejected me, but more like, okay, these two are not it. What is there? And so what is out there? So I ended up applying to Polimoda, which is a school in Florence. And I went to a program there in Italy, in Florence. And that was a, that was such a, a great um, experience for me. And when I came back, um, I decided to um, go back to college to do uh, um, marketing um, associates. I did a marketing associates there in uh, retail management. And... Um, and from there, I started my jewelry and handbag business, which I had for about seven years. So from there, while well, I had that, um, this was even pre-Facebook, pre-any social media. So the first year that I had my business, I realized that how um, powerful it would be to have a, a group, you know, to support each other and help each other out. So um, I started the DC Fashionistas with my brother's help. And it was a group on meetup.com uh, that I took over. It had like probably five or six people. And the girl that was leading it, she left. And I took over that group. And we ended up having about 1,500 members in the D.C. area, um, which was very surprising to me. And all of these people were fashion, you know, people that were into fashion, fashion writers, models, photographers, um, they were um, makeup artists, hairstylists, and they were coming from the woodworks because I, I had no idea. Some people from New York were joining, people from Pennsylvania. You know, it was just like really weird because it just kind of opened up that, that, um, that um, I guess that need that people had to just join in a group. So we would have, a, you know, we got, a, we were able to get a few sponsors like Peroni sponsored us during that time, Smartwater. The park in D.C., they were one of our sponsors for, I think it was probably over a year and a half that they had us every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, we would meet, for a couple of years. And it was amazing. Like, we had a great turnout. Um, and, yeah, so after that, like, I, we had the group for about five, six years until Facebook came around. And, you know, and there was no, you know, I think the need to just meet up in person wasn't as strong then because then people could just meet up online, people traveled, they were doing, the people that met at the DC Fashionista group were doing projects in, in even in Africa, like they would travel together to do photo shoots. It was just really great. So um, after that, um, you know, I had this, you know, I had already gotten married when I started my, my, my business. And, um, and I got divorced five years later, you know, from a, a great guy. We have been dating for about nine years. And uh, after four years, you know, of being married, so 13 years old together, you know, we decided to call it off and, and um, you know, just parted ways. So it was a hard decision, but it was definitely a decision that needed to be made. And I needed to take a break because I was really worn out uh, mentally, emotionally, physically everything. So I took a break and I just went to about two years. I worked at the Pentagon channel um, doing editing, something completely unrelated creatively. And to be honest, like I love the people I met there, but I felt like I was dead because as you know, 
as creatives, we need to have that creativity um, in our lives. You know, we need to have it in some sort of way. Otherwise, we just feel like we're dead, you know, like it just doesn't feel right. Um, so, um, you know, after that, I, you know, I realized how much I, I loved, you know, and all, during that time I was doing jewelry and handbags, uh, we were doing photo shoots all the time. We traveled to Peru. We did, you know, all these different events for MTV video music awards for, you know, we were just doing a, a bunch of stuff and I was exhausted. So, uh, you know, um, after I took a break, I realized that I missed it and I missed doing hair and makeup for shoots. And I said, I think that's what I'm going to go back to. And I was in, in, and I remember I talked to my brother and my brother was like, look, do you want to, you really want to do this for the rest of your life? Because you have a, you know, you have an artist mindset where you don't know much about business per se, but you would do this for free for the rest of your life. And that's not going to sustain you. And that was like the, my big turning point where I realized I needed to learn how to take care, you know, I, I needed to become a businesswoman in order to make my business thrive, you know, if I wanted to do this for real. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this is the moment, it's now or never. And that's when I decided to start my business. It's been about seven years. Um, yeah, probably about seven years since I started this business. And it's just been the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just so happy. I feel like this is exactly where I need to be. So that's how I got here, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you know somebody, but then it's like, there's so many things that I don't know at the same time. Like, um, you know, when I was in, when I was in high school, like I did kind of like when you started at like 13, like I started in high school doing, um, like proms and homecomings and weddings, like doing hair and makeup, right? right? And I always wanted to go to hair school, but then I wanted to go to SCAD and do fashion design. Right. And so it was like either SCAD or FIT. And then I hear you talking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And then, you know, like I went the route of hair school as well, right? So uh -huh. it's just, it's so much fun because I'm like, I thought I knew Abigail. And then I'm like, wait, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, you know, it's always funny because I feel like as creatives, we live like seven different lives, you know, because we've been trying so many different avenues to get to where we are. And, it, you know, it's always funny when somebody sees you doing something that it's that they can relate to or something that they have seen on TV or something that, you know, or they see you working on a network that they watch or something like that. And then they're like, oh, you know, it's like, you're so lucky that you got there. And they have no idea how much, you know, um, work, work and sacrifice it has been to get to where we all are, you know? Um, it takes a lot of discipline and it takes, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of uh, commitment and having that introspective moment where you're like, you know what, I need to grow into the person that my business needs because I'm not that person. And it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It never stops. You know, it's like even during this COVID break, like I keep thinking, you know, I, it has been eye opening in the sense that. I thought, you know, like I worked on my own for so long and had my other business for so long. And, you know, it was 
it was just sort of like just a lot of time on my own that you know when I started you know when when I met you at CNN it's like when we started working there I felt like oh my gosh like you know there are other people that are doing the same things that I'm doing and it's so great to have you know just hair and makeup people that understand what the hustle is and what are we doing and ask questions and bounce off ideas and it was just so great like to me it was like meeting a new a whole new family you know and as the time has gone by now with you know with COVID like I keep thinking and looking back at like certain times where let's say I was working but I felt so tired that you know like sometimes it's like we we give it all we have right and then I keep thinking of times where I'm like, you know what? It's like, I should have done this or I should have tried this or, you know, you know what? When I go back and do this, I'm going to do it differently. Like, I'm going to try to help with this also, which I never thought before, but I think it's important if I try to help with this part of what we do or something, you know? And it just makes you realize that we all like learn as we go. Like, you know, sometimes we think we're so good to work with. And then you realize that you could be better, you know, that you could be doing something different, that you could be asking more questions, be more involved, um, you know, and it's just a process. It's just a process. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's I mean, it's like like you were saying, whenever you meet those people, right, like mm-hmm. and build these beautiful relationships, I think it's amazing. I really do. I mean, I. We met at CNN, but before I met you, you already had this like huge like <laughs> career going, you know. Um, so I, at what point did you decide to go towards the TV route? Um, you know what? Actually, I always, uh, you know, like I would always watch CNN, and I always thought if I worked at a network, it's like I would love to work at CNN, and that was just like one of my goals. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna go and just learn, you know, and and I'm just going to try it out. And that's when I met uh, Melissa Schwartz, you know, and she she was I mean, I had met her before and she was like, hey, you know what? It's like they're looking for someone, um, you know, and they're taking applications. So that's when I applied and was able to get in. But it was it was really interesting because, you know, as you know, CNN is one of those places where everything is so fast paced, you know, and even though like, you know, we don't, you know, like at least I I haven't been there in a bit. Like I, I am always very, very grateful that I was able to learn the skills that we learned there because everything had to be done so fast and up to a certain standard and, and in other words, super fast. And I think that helped me a lot with my timing. I'm being more aware of how fast I could do certain things, you know? And it's like, oh, well, you never knew that you could do makeup in seven minutes, <laughs> you know, or do a blow dry in 15. Right. And, you know, and then it's, you know, and sometimes, you know, when I share that with other artists, they're like, what? What do you mean you do? And then, it, you know, and to me, if they had told me that, like seven years ago, I would have never believed it because I was like, how? There's no way. And then, you you know, and for now, for us, it's, it's, it's like second nature because they tell us how long we have. It's not like we decide how long we have, you know? And I think, you know, that's one of the things I'm always, you know, grateful, um, you know, when it comes to TV work that you're always, you know, you're always 
tackling and like kind of putting out fires, you know, and it's kind of a rush and I love it. I mean, like it's, you know, I think that's what makes it fun. Sometimes we're like, you know, I always tell people when they ask me about TV work and I'm like, yeah, it's like you're always on the verge of a heart attack. It's great. <laughs> it's always wonderful. <laughs> we're always sweating and just like hoping like everything, you know, and then it's kind of like, you know, when you see those, uh, you know, <laughs> those shows, you know, those cooking shows and you see when they're like, you know, counting down three, two, one. It's the same thing for us. It's like three, two, one, and we just got to drop the brushes. It's like, this is where it ends. Like we have, we don't have one more second. So we just have to, you know, just hope for the best. And then you look at it and, you know, you see it on TV and you're like, oh, okay, that was good. Or like, oh, I need to work on this. Oh, I wish I would have done the lipstick. But it's always like ongoing, like it never ends, you know? And, you know, I like that. I've been able, you know, to learn so much, you know, from you guys, from you, Brooke. It's like you, you know, you are such, you know, a, you know, a, a powerful, beautiful, you know, talented person that it's like, you know, it's like I look up to you. I look up to, you know, other people that we have in our, you know, in our in our hair makeup teams in, in D.C. It's like. You know, it's like you guys are always so inspiring and just doing so many things, you know, um, and juggling so many things at once. I think that's one, that's another thing you learn from this type of work that, you know, some people have so many different responsibilities and so many different jobs and, you know, um, that, you know, just sort of kind of make it happen. And that's how we become a family because we understand that and we understand that we have to take care of each other because in the end, like if something happens to you or to me, like we got each other's back, you know? And I think that 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 is one big thing I've learned also from TV. Like that's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all, we, every single one of us learn from each other, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's so interesting, too, because all of us have this different, like, we, especially in the D.C. community, like, we share jobs a lot. You know, like, if I can't do something, I give it to yeah. you and, and vice versa and that thing. And it's really interesting because we all have, like, our thing. Like, I mean, right. I, out of all of the interviews that I've done on the podcast so far, like, I've never interviewed anyone, I don't think, that does a lot of agency work. And you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and I, and that was something that I've always wanted to do more of and more of and more of. And, you know, I'm completely grateful and thankful for the opportunities that you've taken me on, you know, like the different <laughs> agency jobs that we've gotten, we've been able to do together. And it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's all different too, right? Like it's, we right. have to switch gears when we're at um, CNN or if we're right. at Fox or if we're at, um, a wedding or yeah. a red carpet event, or mm-hmm. it's like we have to switch those gears. And it was interesting. I had a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago where I was talking about like in the TV world, like we're so fast, right? And yeah. how that doesn't always work in other worlds, right? It's like if you are doing a bride and you're done in take your time, yeah. No, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like you can't be done with a bride in 15 minutes, right? Um. Or like I've done um, an agency job for an actor before where his assistant, like they booked me two hours for men's grooming. And I was right. like, <laughs> I was done in 20 minutes, like completely. Right. I had cleaned up his haircut, like the whole thing. Right. And then we we're just sitting there looking at each other like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I always find it interesting when you're talking about timing and how we have to know, like mm. we just automatically know that we're going to switch gears right. during those exactly. times. And 
and within the networks too, you know, or used to, I mean, I think things have evolved slightly, but (laughs) you know, but it used to be like, we'd have to switch gears. Like, okay, no, I'm going to be here today. So it's going to look a little bit different than when Mm -hmm. I'm over here. Um, I think for you, like a a big part of who you are is traveling, right? Yeah. I love, (laughs) I love traveling. I do too. Yeah. (laughs) I love traveling too, but I feel like out of everybody I know, I feel like you're the traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're the one who's out discovering all these amazing places. Um, And then, and then taking work with you while you're there, you know, it's like creating work in those environments while you're there. It's amazing. So right before COVID you were in, weren't you in Asia right before COVID? Yes. Yes, I was in Southeast Asia for, yeah, I went for a month and I came back like right on time before they closed everything down. Um, Yeah, and I I had to just kind of recuse myself from going back to the networks because I didn't want to be patient zero just in case. (laughs) It was kind of funny because I came back, I was like, that's it. I'm not going back for a while. And um, yeah, no, yes, I, I, you know what? it was, it was actually a trip that I had already planned, like probably a year and a half before, but I had not been able to do it because everything was always so busy. And, you know, one of the things I have learned is that you really need to make time, you know, to, yeah, you can work hard, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you can get, um, you know, that time to be able to, you know, reflect on where things are going, you know? And to me, the best way to be able to do that is when I travel, because I'm disconnected, you know, like I'm still, you know, taking emails and booking jobs, but I'm not there. It's not like, you know, like like we always are, like taking everything and sometimes like last minute and, you know, running around all over the city. So just leaving the country <laughs> has worked really great for me in that sense so yeah it was a it was a really fun trip you know um we covered like for this trip I covered like four different countries which was fun um you know and I think just seeing other cultures you know just um I think it makes you realize how you can't really take yourself seriously you know that I mean you can do something really great but in all honesty it's like you know, whatever. I mean, there are so many, you know, there are actually big problems in the world that we need to be aware of and need to be proactive about, you know, and we can't really stay in our bubble. And that's important. I mean, like, I've always kind of known that, you know, coming from Peru. And um, I mean, like, as you know, I came to this country when I was like 13. So to me, um, you know, it's, it's always been kind of like living in two, in two different worlds in a way, because I grew up in Peru. So to me, it's like that was that's that's always been home, you know. Like I eat Peruvian food all the time. I speak Spanish all the time. Um, so it's it's you know it's kind of like blending both cultures, and you know I figured the best way to do that has been to just kind of pick up all the good things from each culture and just try to blend those together, you know? Um, so that's been my take on that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So you came over, did you, did y'all come to D, the DC area, the DMV whenever you were 13? Yes. Yeah. Come straight here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, we came, um, yeah, straight to like, yeah, the, yeah, we lived in, yeah, I mean, we've been in Virginia and my parents just uh, retired, so they moved to Florida like five years ago, Mm -hmm. but the whole time we were probably, yeah, we were pretty much in Virginia. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think um, you said something when you were talking about traveling about you can't take yourself seriously, and um, I think, I think in certain markets, uh, especially in our industry, mm-hmm. I think that's something that's hard for people to understand because we're so like, you know, if we're on a if we're on a film set or we're so engulfed in that world, you know, oh, right? And and the news world, like that's a whole nother animal. Like you, like you know, we just become consumed, especially like in a market like DC or New York, right. you become just kind of like this machine, right? Right. Um, and that's your focus, like all the time, and especially those of us who are like constantly working and. You know, if you're like job after job after job after job, if you don't take that time to separate yourself, you just, I feel like you just get swallowed up, right? Exactly. Um, Because you said, you know, you can't stay in your bubble. And I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, even if it's, um, even if you can't go and travel the world, you know, just like traveling other parts of the country and other, uh, even just other neighborhoods, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, just being open to meeting all kinds of people. I think the problem is that you know people think that they have to stay with people that think like them or that mm-hmm. are like them and it's not true it's like you know I, I honestly feel that people need to have friends that are younger than they are older than they are different cultures you know try different kinds of foods you know just and ask the hard questions you know like I've had very hard conversations you know very tough conversations with you know my friends and I have like straight up ask them like you know what it's like uh, you know have I ever said anything offensive or anything that you thought was out of line and why do you think it was you know like did I say something that was different you know not because they brought it up but because I'm wondering you know like I wonder what you know they think or if we say something that might be offensive to them and we have no idea because you know that's just the way we were brought up you know and I think just thinking that we are like you know, we own the truth. I think that's like the biggest mistake because we don't, you know, there's so many different kinds of people's opinion, cultures. Um, You know, we can't just assume that we're always right or that we know everything, you know, or that we're the best. You know, I think that, you know, in this industry, I think people are, you know, it's, it's always been like, oh, who do you know? And what jobs have you done? And da, 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 da. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's nice to do nice jobs, but it should never, it should never, um, you know, like speak of who you are. It should be more like, well, that's your job and that's what you love to do, but it should never be who you are as a person. You know, when I have a friend, I don't love them for what they do. I love them for who they are. I love them for the fact that they're hardworking because they're, you know, a good person because they are loving because, you know, they always try to be a good mom or they, you know, or they're a good wife or all these different things that are actually important, you know? If they do a great job and if they did this huge thing or a huge move, you know, that's very nice. And I'm really proud of their accomplishments, like every step of the way. But that's not the reason why I value people, you know? And I think, like, when somebody, when people understand that, that your value doesn't come from what you have or what you do, but who you are, then that's when things become a lot clearer, you know? And 
you know, it's like today, it's like we have all this stuff. Tomorrow we might not. I think COVID has been like, you know, right, you know, very timely on that, you know, because it's not, it's, it, you know, imagine it's like right now it's like an even playing field. Everybody's sort of like in the same limbo right now, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you have. It's like in the end, it's like, you know, what's going to happen after here, right? So you have, this is what has shown what, you know, like all the people that you have around you and how valuable they are. I was listening while you were just talking and you were talking about, um, you know, like our truth not being the only truth. And right. you were also talking about how everyone has a different perspective. And I was thinking while you're saying that, and I, I completely agree that everyone's perspective, it, you know, it has to do with what they've experienced in their life, where they grew up, where they're from, um, uh, those, like I said, those experiences and whether they, you know, some were traumatic and some weren't and all of these things that go into making us who we are. Right. Um, and, and those perspectives are so important, even, you know, like in, in a makeup room and at a TV network, right. Mm-hmm. And asking those super important questions, like you said, like you said, you know, have I said anything that offended you and, and why would you, you know, why does that offend you? Um, right. I think I, you know, when you're in hair school, we're taught, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you were taught the same thing, and we were taught that you never, with your clients, you never have a conversation about um, religion, politics, or sexual preference, right? Right. Um, and that was something that we were, that we were, like, drilled into, was not right. having, not having these conversations, and sometimes what you were saying, like asking people, have I said anything? And, and if I did, what did I say? And, and how trying to understand how that was offensive to them. I think us being a society or in an industry of where we're not supposed to talk about those things has actually done as an injustice, because I think those things are so important for us to understand each other, exactly. which, you know, once, once we understand each other, or we understand that mm-hmm. your reaction to things has to do with you and what you've experienced and not so much us, you know, like I think those are crucial. And if, if we could all learn those things and ask those hard, sometimes painful, scary questions, then all these work environments would be so much more beautiful. (laughs) Oh no, absolutely. 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 And I think it's also like, I, I think, you know, sometimes people tend to shut down because they don't know how to approach Mm-hmm. You know, these conversations, they feel like they're not going to be listened to. Um, I always tell people, I'm like, you can tell me anything, like, especially if you're coming out, you know, if it's coming from a place of love, you can tell me anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, you know, at the beginning, it might kind of shock me a little bit, but I'm going to always be grateful because you took the time, like you thought I was important enough for you to take the time to tell me something. And that's the way I see it. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, like you say, it's like if once once you learn that, you know, when things are said are not so much to of like, you know, they're they shouldn't be offensive, but they, you know, it should be sort of like a learning lesson, then it's different because you're not at edge, you know, and I think that's the problem. People always get into that defensive. They tend to get defensive when they feel like somebody's attacking them. And a lot of times it's not about that, you know, it's not, you know, like you say, it's like, you know, sometimes people have triggers and we all do, we all have triggers, you know, I'm sure like if somebody says something about, you know, oh, this Latina girl, I'm going to be like, what girl, what happened? You know, because, 
who's this person, you know, or whatever. But I mean, like, and I get that, you know, it's like, we've all been there. But you know, it's, it's, you know, I think it's a lot of times, you know, it comes with like experience and maturity and, you know, and just learning. I mean, the hardest thing that you can do is look, you know, at yourself and realize that you are the person that is the problem, <laughs> you know? And I mean, like when you, when you do that, I think it just gives you that, it gives you that chip of compassion towards others. Cause you're like, man, it's like, I thought I was doing so, so good, but it's not, it's not in a bad, you know, like you're not putting yourself down, but more like, I know I can do better than that. You know, I know I can like, in whatever, in whatever instance, you know, and I think that's, you know, it's just, it's important, you know, that's, that's how we all learn. And, you know, we're all in different stages in our lives for all different kinds of reasons. So, you know, I guess, you know, when the time comes for, you know, people, you know, for anyone to, to learn the lessons they need to learn, then they will, you know, sometimes people are just not ready and it's okay. You know, the time will come. It's beautiful. So how do you feel? So, all the things we've talked about, like, how do you think that plays into um, I want to say, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. Like, how does that play into the jobs that you've gotten or the jobs that you've created or your profession as a whole, like understanding these things? Um, well, I think one of the, one of the big things is that I never take anything personal. Let's say, for example, like if I have been up for a job and I don't get it, right? And we've talked about this. Uh, the way I see it, I'm like, this job was not for me. It was for somebody else who really needed it right now, you know? And I'm glad that they got it because it wasn't for me. It was for her or him, you know? And, you know, and I think just having that attitude towards everything that comes your way, like, you know, and I, I'm not sure if I told you this, but, you know, I, I actually spoke about this, like, last week, you know, when I, you know, I know, like, you're a spiritual person, and when, when, um, when I got my, um, my license from City Hall, you know, I, you know, literally, like, when I was walking outside in the steps, I just, like, prayed for it, I was like, you know what, God, it's like, you know where you're gonna take me, you know where you're gonna send me with this, like, I have no idea, like, right now, my path is not clear, I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm just gonna do my best, and, you know, just take the reins from here, you know, like, just take control of all of this, and that's exactly what I've done, Brooke, it's like, I, you know, it's hard for me to tell you that everything that I have done, it was, like, exactly as I planned it, or, you know, because it has not been like that, it has always been somebody that was on my way, and I know that, you know, you feel the same way in terms of, like, some jobs that they just come because you're open, like, you're open, your heart is open, your willingness to do it, you're ready for work, you're prepared, you know, and it's a mix of everything, you know, it's a mix of, you know, you just kind of opening yourself up for those opportunities and to meet people and for those people who are in charge to find grace in like what you do or find that, you know, or find that, you know, you would be the perfect person for this particular team or whatever it is, you know, I think it's just having that belief that whatever is for you is there, you know, it's never going to be taken away from you. And, you know, and you should never take anything away from anybody else because it's for them, you know? And I think just kind of carrying yourself on, you know, with that kind of, um, 
integrity in a way, you know, integrity. And that's what we do all the time. And we're like, I mean, you know, Brooke, how we work. It's like we switch, you know, like we we always, you know, sending each other's clients, you know, to our like, our, you know, our friends because we trust them because we know that they're going to do a great job and they're always going to be good to our clients and they're going to do their best and they're going to be there on time. You know, so I think just, you know, it's a, it's a mix of things, you know, and I think just knowing that, you know, having that, you know, that faith that, you know, everything just comes exactly when it needs to come and for a reason and because it's going to lead you to bigger things, different things, wherever you're supposed to be. And, you know, you find a piece like I found a piece like even during COVID, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. And I know some artists feel like they're missing out on certain jobs and, oh my gosh, people are going to forget about me. Oh, I don't, you know, and I'm like, I don't feel that way at all. The way I see it, I'm right now with my family. My mom had cancer and I'm with spending time with her. I'm spending time with my father, with my brother. I'm like, you know what? I'm exactly where I need to be. And then after this is done, then we'll start working again and whatever comes, comes. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, just knowing that that's exactly where your path is, it's, it's, it's important, you know, not trying to create something, you know, instead just kind of surrendering and just knowing that if you work hard and if you're always responsible and you always do your best in every single job that you have, you know, things are going to happen and things are going to evolve and, you know, great things are going to happen. You know, the great things are going to come your way. Talked about that in um, in episode one with Tiffany. <laughs> Her and I talked about, like, you know, what's for you is for you mm-hmm. um, and how that can be such a hard thing. Um, it, it can be such a hard thing to learn, mm-hmm. you know, and not and not everybody understands that. Right. Um, right. But I just think about like how many jobs that I that I chased and that I tried so hard to get, you know, everything that I could do to possibly to get those jobs before I understood that it's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's okay. Like if that job is not for you, it's not for you and something else will come your way and it'll be even more beautiful, you know? Absolutely. And it gives you peace because sometimes it's like you're thinking that a job is for you, but then then, I mean, and it has happened. I mean, it has happened to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I think this will be great. And then six months later, I hear that things were really, like, sour at some point. And I'm like, you know what? It's like every time I don't get something, I always think to myself. I'm like, you know, I always think, like, okay, God, you did not allow me to get this because you knew that this was going to happen. And, you know, and, and when something doesn't happen, I'm like, you know, you don't know what you say, you know, you saved yourself from. You have no idea how things work, you know. So, you know, it's just good, you know, it's just good to to understand that earlier, the earlier on in your career that you understand that, the better off you are, you know, because you want to live in peace, you want to go to work happy, you want to always give it your best. And it's impossible when you feel troubled and you feel like you're, you know, you're competing, you know, because in our circle, you know, like you and Tiffany and, you know, Renata and Anthony, you know, like all of our friends, it's like, I don't, I have never felt like we're competing for anything. You know, I always feel like we're just there sustaining each other, you know, helping each other out, you know, um, just giving words, you know, just encouraging words, you know, and I, that's what it should be. You know, we're not competing for, and there's, there's plenty of work for everyone. And you're going to see, it's like, I have a feeling that after this, it's just going to be kind of like, you know, 
like all this work is gonna come out of nowhere and we're gonna be like totally fine and realize that we should have just calmed down and just trusted that everything was gonna be okay you know yeah no I completely agree and I it's so funny because I like you I've not really been stressed out you know Mm -hmm. like I I haven't because I know that it's all gonna work out how it's supposed to and I have really no control over that (laughs) you know so um and it's amazing. It's amazing. When I've gone to, to D.C. just, you know, for like a couple of days because I needed to do something, it's like I'm getting calls. Hey, Abigail, you're available. And I'm like, I'm not I, I can't I don't even have my kid. Like I just came because I have a doctor's appointment. Like, you know, and I'm like, you know what? And I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, God, you're so good. Like, I think this is just what you wanted to show me that everything is fine. Like I'm I'm right where I need to be right now, you know? And I should never worry about anything, you know, because everything's already taken care of, you know. So, yeah, I think, you know, and, and you know, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm so happy to hear you feel that way too, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, just like everybody else, like I did all the certifications, um, <laughs> like, right. you know, the barbicide and I did all of these things. And, um, yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't stressed out. But, you know, it's like I have been working on this hairstyling for makeup artists thing. And I had to kind of put that on pause for a minute because I couldn't do any of the videos um, because of COVID, right? Like, which right. was fine. Um, Cause I needed a hair salon and I needed models and this whole thing. And I haven't been able to do that aspect of it. Um, and then I went and worked on a series um, out in Montana for eight weeks. And so I kind of oh, had to take a pictures. I know it's so pretty <laughs> out there. Oh, beautiful. So I know it's gorgeous. Um, and then now I'm like getting back into that and trying to finish that, um, you know, finish that book and then hopefully finish the digital course. And yeah, so instead of being super stressed out about where the money's going to come from and what the next big thing that I'm going to get to do is, I've just been kind of channeling that energy. Absolutely. Because um, we don't have, when are we going to have time like this, Brooke, to do so many things that we've been doing? It's like, there was never. No <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. you know, and we're always like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had a break. We, we you know, it, I mean, if you really think about it, we don't really have weekends or holidays or, you know, anything really set unless we set them, you know, apart, like with time. And we have to be very conscious about that time off and say, no, because, you know, even up to the last day, people are always trying to book for a certain job the next day, like, you know, it's like, I really need you or whatever, but you don't have the time to do it. So I think right now it's like, it's the perfect time to just do everything. We never really have a chance to do, um, you know, with whatever means we have, you know, with whatever time or, you know, energy that we have. Cause I'm sure so many artists are dealing with so many other issues at this moment because of work and everything, you know, the lack of work. So you know, whatever you can do, it's okay. And if you can't do anything today, it's totally fine. You'll get it done tomorrow. You'll get it done the day after. Like, you know, as long as we're not like overstressing ourselves, we really need to be good to ourselves. And I think as artists, sometimes we just, we just try to push ourselves so hard. And again, you know, comparing your, your, your career with the other person, with the other, I'm like, not everybody's the same. It's like, imagine if I compare myself to someone that had a whole different life, you know? I can. It's like I always have to think, you know, when I'm trying to do something, I have to think like, Abigail, you did not start in the same, 
in the same situation. Like literally, like, you know, you came from another country, you did this, you did that. I think you're going to be fine. You know, and that person came from this and they did everything they could with whatever they had. So their reality is a little different, which is, I'm, you know, and that's great. And, you know, it's fine. We, you know, but we can compare, like, you know, they can compare their lives to mine or mine to them, you know? So we just have to be really good to ourselves and to our health. And, you know, I mean, we know it's like as artists, we just, we can just keep going forever and not stop, you know? So this is really, it's really nice. I'm actually enjoying this break and, you know, it's, you know, the, the few naps or the many naps I've been, I've been able to take in between. Feels good, Brooke. <laughs> Not to have to put the alarm on. I know. I I mean, I've been working a little bit here and there, but I do think one of the best things from from this whole um, experience has been being able to focus on ourselves and take that time to pause. I talk about this all the time about the last election because different than this election, the last election was you know, for me, it was like 30 something days without a day off, multiple networks every day. And I would do like an overnight shift, come home and sleep like four to six hours and then go back and go to another network. And it was bananas. Right. And and I, I think like nobody should have to work like that. Right. You know, exactly. but it's it's part of being a freelancer and being in our industry where we feel like we have to say we have to say yes to everything we can possibly say yes to. Right. And, you know, it's part of that, you know, the whole scarcity thing and. Um, you I know, some, we're just, yeah. Cause we just know sometimes we're like, Oh, we don't know how then, I mean, we don't what have tomorrow's going to gonna bring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's so hard, like, you know, trying to live in the moment and trying to live day by day. It's, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I, as much as I preach it and try to live by it, sometimes it's hard as, yeah. as, as a freelancer. Right. Yeah, no. And so, I'm seriously like, sometimes I think that we need to make some sort of like, accountability group you know Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. to make sure because like for example like with Anthony is you know like Anthony he was you know uh like he was keeping me in check when he came to my food because I could just like skip meals and da 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 and he was like have you had any food you know Mm -hmm. or like you know and we would talk about it like all the time because you know, he eats so healthy and he's, and I'm like, you know what, I need to start just counting on my friends for, you know, to make me accountable because being on my own, like in DC, like my family being in other cities and then, you know, like not having, you know, like I'm not married, I don't have children. So to me, it's like anything goes anytime. Sure. Why not? You know, but you know, really it's not a good thing because then you don't have any kind of structure at all. And, you know, it can be detrimental to your health at some point, you know, I'm glad that I haven't had any like huge like health issues or anything, but, you know, I mean, it was coming. If I was working like the same way I was working this last four years, at some point I was just probably going to burn out, you know? So it just kind of, you know, made me think that I need to make some, you know, a few changes here and there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I hope that everyone took this time to reflect, you know, kind of look at things and uh, kind of see where they've been and, and where they want to go when all of this is over. I, I mean, I don't, I know that you feel the same way, but it's like stopping and looking at those things. It's like, I don't, I hope that none of us go back to the way it was. Right. I mean, it's, it's going to be very easy to go back to the way it was, I know, to be honest I know. with you, because that's just the way to fall back we're, into we're, it. We're programmed. 
But I think just us being conscious that, you know, it's not the healthiest way, you know, maybe it's going to help us, you know, put some sort of boundaries, you know, whatever we need to or whatever we can. Um, Yeah, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I think we just have to be flexible and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 2020 was going to be a very challenging I think it's going to be a very challenging year, but, you know, hopefully also full of opportunities, you know, just different things. Yeah, I think it'll be full of opportunities and just like every other year, right? It'll be full of growth, like oh. all kinds of different, all kinds of different <laughs> forms of growth. But I think it's definitely going to be um, the year of growth for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So I just, I, it's like time to move on to the last question, but I really want to touch base about like coming from you coming from Peru at 13 and coming here and all of the experiences that you've had here and all of the traveling and going to school in Italy, which I did not know, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) like, I just want to know, I, anything you want to share about that experience about um, you know, just coming over at 13 and coming from another country and yeah, just anything. Um, you know, I think it just makes you, um, when I was coming, when I came from Peru, you know, like we, at that, during that time there were, we had, uh, the shining path in Peru, you know, a terrorist group. So it was really tough. Um, it was really tough. And it was a really hard time for Latin America during that time. So when I came to the U.S., I think I found that, you know, I found that freedom in terms of just like having being able to go out and not being scared that something would happen, you know, and and just having the opportunity, you know, I think anybody that has come to the U.S. from anywhere um, you know, any third world country could tell you the same thing. It's like in the U.S., you have opportunities that you would, it was really, really hard to find. It's hard to find in many other places. Like, I'm always going to be grateful to the U.S. because I'm very conscious that if I had not come to the U.S., I wouldn't have the career I have right now. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that, you know, my country gave me when I was a kid and even growing up, going back, my family, like, I love, I love my culture so much and my people. And like I said, my food and my traditions, you know, and I think that, you know, um, that, you know, again, you know, just a mix of that and traveling, like, I think everything just sort of comes together to make you the person that you are, right? And so, you know, I think just in general, like, you know, I, you know, if anybody, you know, especially like any Americans that know people like, you know, that have friends, like, for example, like me or anybody else that has come from another country, like, I would say, like, just be very open minded, like, it has not been easy for us to learn a new language and learn a new culture and make new friends and leave everything that we had, you know, to make a new life here. So when something happens, like, you know, um, just, you know, just be happy for us because it took a lot. It took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of leaving things behind and leaving your family, leaving your friends, leaving everything you knew to like make a new life. So 
you know, we don't take it for granted. And I think that's like the biggest thing. Anybody that has come from another country to do something here in the U.S. is like most people don't take it for granted because we know that things could have been really, you know, that that things happen because we were here, you know, in the U.S. And, you know, I love this country and, you know, I... I'm always, 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 always going to be grateful, you know, to be being here and, you know, to be able to be here in the U.S. And, you know, anything else that I've been able to do on travel and stuff, it's like, you know, it just makes you realize how, how blessed we are to, you know, be here and, you know, and have the freedoms that we have here in the U.S., you know, that it doesn't, you know, that we don't have in many countries. But again, all these other countries have a lot of awesome things as well. So, you know, I know that sometimes, I mean, I know that for many people, it's really hard to just kind of go up and travel. But, you know, it's like I always encourage people to just meet other people from other cultures, because I think that you'll be really surprised about how much richness and experiences they can bring into your life. That's, you know, that's pretty much what I would like to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I love what you said. It's beautiful. And it's always nice to have, you know, a reminder especially if people can forget so easily. Um, so if 2020 Abigail, mm -hmm. so you today, were having a conversation with 2010 Abigail, what would you say to her? Oh, okay. So 2010 was right when I got divorced and it was probably like the darkest times of my life. I would like to probably just tell myself that, you know, to just, um, just trust, just believe, you know, that everything's going to be okay. Like, I think that was probably one of the hardest years of my life, actually, 2010. Um, and nothing, you know, I think, I think I would just tell myself to just like, trust my gut, my gut and just have faith, you know, and just, um, just kind of like, be, you know, just kind of like stick close to like, my hold on to my beliefs and like everything that is good and not let anything that is bad just like you know hurt my spirit I think that's what I would say you know don't let anything that is bad that can be harmful just hurt your spirit just be you know just just take it day by day because everything's going to be okay like you know just trust in the dream that you have and just don't look back and you know if you have to look back just think of all the good memories, you know, don't think about the bad things because they never, they never help you at all to like be able to grow and move on, you know, just learn the lessons that you needed to learn and just move, move forward. Um, I think that's what I would say. I mean, like we all have like really tough traumatic experiences, but you know, it's like, I think the more you overcome certain things, the more you realize that there is so much light at the other end you just need to kind of surpass that you know you just need to get over that hump and then everything is okay it's beautiful well if people wanted to follow you on social media where would they find you what's your okay. handles yes Okay, so my website is abigaildecasanova.com. They can find me on Instagram um, at Abigail De Casanova. Um, yeah, and I'm also on Facebook, same name. You know, you can pretty much find me everywhere if you haven't found me already, or if I haven't found you already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most likely I found you first. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you so much, Abigail, for joining me today. So, so much, much fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I love yeah. your puns. You know that. And I know. I love you too. Of your project. I love it. Thank you. And I hope to get to see you soon. I know. Me too. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro. Thank you.